All right, we have a correction or at least an update from the conversation from the from the last segment there on set pieces. David, what is our what do, I believe you have our total of set pieces for the year. Seven goals from set pieces. What? 13% of our total goals. But I don't know how many we've tried. So I don't know what our success yeah. rate is. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of eight million is how many we that seems right. That seems well, right. It would that be interesting. definitely surprising, though. Go, sorry, go ahead, then. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to make that comparison to Seattle and a couple other teams that score a lot. Just out of curiosity, just it, it, it doesn't mean anything unless you can compare it to something else. Oh wow! So we took a break, and after all that, he, and then he and then nope, he gets I got the stats guy some reason. Oh, look at that! Nope. Thirteen. Seattle has thirteen goals from set pieces, thirty-one from the open run of play. Okay, Three that's penalties. Fair. That's Which seems, we, low for, seems low for penalties, given that Rui Diaz, like, has kind of bolstered <laughs> his MVP candidacy on the back of goals that he didn't earn, right? Uh, as opposed to our guy, my guy, not your guy, my guy, Daniel Shallowy. <laughs> and Thad's over here making the diving motion because, because, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's how he's getting all those penalties as well. Okay, so yeah, that's very good. And uh, how about you? So you also can maybe get us going here on the conversation about Seattle this week. Is that right, David? Sure. So, you know, Seattle's got two games this week, right? They play Colorado midweek and they play us. So I'm looking at how they might want to set up. Um, obviously Colorado's in third. It's a big game for both teams. So over the weekend in their loss to Houston, um, Seattle started out with their three, four, two, one. Uh, the dancing bear, Will Bruin started up top. Rui Diaz actually didn't sub into the game. There were the oh. two rolled ons played. Kellen Rowe, for some reason, played. Uh, our guy, Jimmy Madronda, <laughs> was on the field. Jao Paulo and Josh Atencio. Uh, Jimmy scored, didn't he? Or did I see that he, wrong? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I, I, think, he, a, I think he, he hit a banger. Uh, that's that's so, all he scores is bangers. All, all Jimmy's goals are bangers. All <laughs> so... Uh, going into the midweek, there's, you know, I think Schmetzer will rotate the squad at least a little bit. Um, the back line will probably stay relatively consistent. I'd imagine Christian Roldan will still play, but you'll probably see Rui Diaz sub in. Um, but I'll be curious to see how they manage the minutes, if they're going to go all out for those six, for those three points against Colorado and then rotate against us at home. Um, or if they're going to kind of try to split the baby, the other, the other big, kind of wild card is whether or not Jordan Morris is going to be available to play. Yes, um, that is returning here. I have that in my notes to discuss that, that the time is approaching at least would, do we have an update on that? I think they meant they, they indicated that he might be available within the next couple of games, maybe as early as the game against us. Nice. And so, okay, yeah, so, you know. so yeah, I mean, I guess just to backtrack a little bit on the, you know, the, the, how they're going to, play out with these two very important games here in the middle of this week. Um, they can't just ignore that. Like, like we said, Colorado is just a point behind us. And then, you know, they can't drop any points against sporting KC over the weekend either. So it really will be interesting to see how they play this. And you have to think that that will play a factor, you know, sporting KC is coming off some rest and they've been on this, game blitz here while they make up all these the games in hand that they've had and remember what we did to them in seattle last time too so and when they rotated the squad pretty heavily 
Yeah, the only reason I didn't I didn't mention that <laughs> enthusiastically is because of you know the the game at home recently against them, which yeah. I looked back at it and honestly it blew my mind to see that that final was only two to one. I was at that game and it just felt like maybe just because it was against <laughs> Seattle and I hate them so much, but it felt like we absolutely got smashed by them that game. So I, I rewatched it, like, it recently. It wasn't that bad. Uh, we didn't okay. play that poorly, but. So yeah, no, two, they were, two to one there, but that was a good final against them in Seattle. It, I could, the, I could. Oh, sorry, but, sorry, Thad, go ahead. Oh, um, all I was gonna say is that game in Seattle, when um, if I remember correctly, there was a lot of people missing on both sides, probably yeah, uh, from international were. duty. So it was not either either team's full side. So that made it kind of equal, but I think they were missing more people than Sporting was. Yeah. And then I guess I'll go ahead and mention just that there seems to be a thing with sporting kc at home i know they after coming off a road loss that's not a good time to bring up that supposed trend <laughs> but you know apparently they've been better on the road this year so i guess that could also play a role well and that's another interesting thing is after long layoffs they've not won a game this year i think the rest were draws honestly but um and then the other flip side the good stat is they've bounced back from every loss and won the next game. So there's a lot of competing tension there from uh, different stats. So one of them has to go down. So just to make sure everyone is on the same page here, after the Seattle game this weekend, there will be four games left. There, there are five games left in the regular season right now. 15 points are on the board. So, you know, it is possible, especially with a head-to-head coming up um, between Seattle and the fact that they're playing Colorado this week. So after this week, I think, you know, we'll have a very, a much better idea of, you know, the way this run-up to the finish is going to look. But I, I think it's safe to say it'll probably look different than it is now unless Seattle just take all six points from <laughs> both teams. But what if we win in Seattle? Does that tell us we want Seattle at their home in the playoffs? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to play for home field victory here by right. beating them away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, that would. So, you know, if Colorado can pull something here and. Well, I don't know. So wait, do what do we want? We need Mike. We should have got Mike on. What, what's the result we're rooting for on Wednesday? Do we want to draw or do we want Colorado to win? Because if they win, they leapfrog us momentarily, right? Right. Yes. yes, that would put them ahead of us, at least momentarily. And then who does Colorado have on the weekend? Do we know that one? Or do they have anyone? <laughs> they do. One second. You know, Seattle – while I'm looking this up, I, my take is I think we want Seattle to win. I, I think five points is a big gap to close. Um, you know, Seattle has, six, well, Colorado has Portland this weekend, yeah. so not easy for them either. Portland, New England, Houston, LAFC. Yeah, Colorado has a shit schedule. <laughs> yep, yep. Seattle finishes. Us. Seattle finishes. Colorado, Kansas City, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Vancouver. And I would be inclined to say we have a bit easier of a finish with Austin FC and Minnesota and RSL, but those are two quote-unquote rivalry games, and RSL matches always seem to be kind of a toss-up. And I guess the same with Minnesota as well. 
but we do have we after after Seattle we we host L, the Galaxy the the week after that. So I don't know. The, I think the schedule does seem to be easier, at least than than what Colorado is facing to finish the season. I think the only downside is it was uh, out of the last six games, four were on the road. So now there's still three on the road of the five yeah. remaining. That makes it a little bit harder on that that aspect. And I, I did go back and look at that, the game that uh, Sporting won at Seattle. And quite honestly, it was a pretty good lineup for Sporting out there. They were missing players, but one of those was Polito. So not that he's doing anything anyway. Seattle also <laughs> also plays the Galaxy. And they, they, so they play both LA teams to finish the season here. They're, so their finish isn't as easy either. Yeah, that, you know, that 3-1 game where we played, where we beat Seattle in Seattle, they were missing Ladero and Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ladero's yes. not coming back for the rest of the year, so I'm not sure, you know, how much that really matters at this point. Um, you know, and Morris missed the entire season. We were missing Polito. I don't, I, looking at the roster or the lineups that game, I mean, it, they fielded a fairly strong squad. Jao Paulo yeah. was there, Ruben they did. was there their whole back line was, was intact. And on the topic of Jordan Morris, you know, the same thing applies with their striker as well that we're talking about Polito. He hasn't played all season. So say he's, you know, I don't know if he's been in training or whenever he started training, but even if he does make an appearance in call for Colorado in the Colorado game on Wednesday, you know, he's still going to be quite fresh and shaking off some cobwebs as he returns for, if 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 he returns in the Sporting KC game, Are you talking Morris? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's probably been in training a lot more than Polito has last month. <laughs> I believe that. I don't know. Where do you, do you guys? Where do you stand with Jordan Morris? I have just never been afraid of Jordan Morris. I've never understood it with him. He's good. Is um, he? Okay. Yeah, I'll he is. I'll take your word for it. No, he's good. I mean, he's he puts in goals. I think he's just slightly injury prone at this point. So, of course, is he? Maybe. Is he? I, I was on the realm of national team. Is he? Is he national team good? Is he U.S. men's national team good? Do you want him as a Yank? He he yeah. is, and yes, and I still stand by what I was saying about being injury prone. Because, but then again, it seems like every other good u.s national team man is so maybe that's how you know he does fit in with the national team because <laughs> he is also <laughs> in the past adams way i mean it's that's why well, we, think, that's that's why we need depth is so we can just like fill in with the 20th guy at the right wing spot well i think also it matters how much uh this latest injury has impacted morris's speed too because that was a big part of his game and i'm sure it's impacted it some it's a knee injury correct yeah, ACL. Yeah, because I, I think he's done both of his ACLs at this point, right? I yes, believe he's, so. He's he's bionic now. <laughs> but you know, as a as a club player, he's terrifying for Sporting because our fullbacks aren't that fast. Right. And Seattle hits on the counter and they hit hard. So I just have nightmares of Morris and Rui Diaz going, you know, two v two against Zusi or the shadow of Graham Zusi and. Ilya or you know Fonte. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we have fast center backs. Like man. our wide backs. What about our center backs? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everywhere you look, it's like oh, at least somebody can make up for that guy's speed, right? And then you go to the next guy, like oh no, someone can make up for his speed too. Right? 
Maybe that's the game to bring Izzy back. <laughs> okay. Uh, any final thoughts here for Seattle? How about some uh, light predictions? Is there is everyone feeling good about it? Can we at least go into that? Is everyone optimistic going into this game? Are we feeling a win? Ooh, David does not look optimistic at all. <laughs> oh. Go ahead, David. Gosh. Uh, you know, at this point, I this is why I don't bet on sports predictable i thought we would have cruised against vancouver and maybe fought to a draw in seattle uh and we we looked bad against vancouver so we're gonna win six nothing against seattle I, <laughs> or lose six nothing i don't know yeah that's how that's kind of how I don't peter think vermees it's gonna be close oh sorry oh i guess we lost you there for a second uh yeah i mean that's kind of how peter vermees teams operate you never you never know a lot of the time there's a game you might expect them to lose and then they they come out firing but you would have to think after that game, they will be kind of chomping at the bit and ready to ready to take it to Seattle, right, Bob? Yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm kind of in the mode right now where our defense just is not what it needs to be, and it's kind of like a Chiefs analogy. The Chiefs have to outscore mm-hmm. other teams, and we have to seemingly have to outscore other teams. We can't rely on our defense to be consistent, so. Yeah, I honestly I hate that. Like, I don't I don't want to talk about the Chiefs on this podcast very like ever really. <laughs> but yeah. No, when, right. when Dad said that earlier about you know just that right at the very beginning, he's just like, hey, they'll make the playoffs. That is right where I'm at with the Chiefs. There, there's a lot of alignment <laughs> with the Chiefs there. Talented offense, very questionable defense, and <laughs> but hey, they're probably enough talent to make the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens once you get there. You know? <laughs> Oh no! There's there's a big difference between sporting and the Chiefs right now. Sporting is in the top half of the conference. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true, true. Oh, but also they have their they have their Polito though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, shall we? Sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna say for what it's worth, five thirty eight gives Seattle forty seven percent chance to win. Sporting has twenty six percent and twenty seven percent draw. So they're heavily favoring <laughs> Seattle to beat us. I'll take that. Less than 50% wrong. to get the win, though. <laughs> okay, shall we move on to – Let's. I wanted to talk about the, the women's national team coming here, and we got the World Cup squad is in town analyzing Kansas City. Is that what's happening right now? Thad, let's talk about that first. The, is there, the, the World Cup team is here analyzing Casey, assessing us. The bid committee is in town on Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, it, they, they don't take a whole week, man. They just one day, boom. They and what are they going places. to look at? They will probably... Streetcar, apparently. <laughs> look, the, will... yeah, look at the banner we put on the side of the streetcar. <laughs> and the building. There's one on the building, too. Um no, they'll go to all the different sites where they uh, they they'll go to Arrowhead, they'll go to Swope Park, they'll go to Compass Minerals, Training Grounds, Boarding Park. What about the uh, new airport? Children's Mercy they, Park. Will they get to go uh, tour the airport progress? Uh, possibly. I mean, they'll, they'll probably fly in, so they'll probably that might be. <laughs> I'm so um, obsessed with the new airport. The Star has finally started releasing some like some new new stuff on that. I'm getting very excited. And that Ooh. is central to this bid, the star. Oh, okay. All Ooh. right. Yes, I'm sorry. You got me. <laughs> um, and uh, the 
the airport is central to this bid no i mean like if, if this wasn't happening we wouldn't even be considered like it, it wouldn't even logistically be possible almost right without this new airport no i think it right. would be i think it would be possible it just would it would make it harder right Kansas city's really just got a couple cities that they're going against because they need to put something in the middle of the country so i, I think it's denver and nashville and Chicago, well, right? and Chicago. That? that's i was thinking chicago was in no it, yeah. no no okay no okay well good then maybe we do have a, they do have to put one in the middle of the country are you have i i guess maybe i've not been following this conversation as much that we're are, are you're confident that it will happen we haven't talked about this in a while are we going to beat not beat out nashville and denver i think so i mean it, yes it could always go either way and depend you know you know fifa and money changing hands might affect something somewhere along some line but um actually because well, I, I think the biggest drawback for kansas city is uh is uh mass transit completely agree. but they have plans for that and they have they they have plans of how they can bring in uh buses and a lot of them like electric buses from around the country to do that mass transit where needed so also 2026 couldn't we have a new you know a, a third streetcar extension almost working by that point i mean the I second so, one yeah. the second one's supposed to be operating here in 22 come on four years add another extension they could i just don't know what the plan is for that yeah um, interesting and this is also a good conversation to have about you know if the, the merits of Kansas City's bid on this because you know this Thursday night game, the, the women's national team game Thursday night in KC, I'm not sure of whatever the time is, but this weeknight game, there's going to be empty seats in Sporting, in Sporting Park, in Children's Mercy Park, and I'm going to have to see some tweets about why this means Kansas City shouldn't host a World Cup game because they're not even selling out these games. You're going to see tweets about stupidity no matter what day you look at Twitter. So, I mean, I saw somebody on Twitter calling out sporting for being a Euro poser team with the name sporting, and they were a Red Bull New York fan. Like, uh, Zach just destroyed him on Twitter, and the guy like went and hid and hid all of his tweets after that. Oh, man, I miss that. That sounds yeah, like was, a good exchange. It was uh, pretty funny because, like, you you have a sports drink or energy drink sponsoring your team, and you have the you know your five other teams around the world have Red Bull as their logo and blah blah blah. And it was just destroyed him, so he he ran. Man, I know those are the the good old days of Zach Cobb just owning people from other teams on Twitter. That's like classic Sporting KC right there. Yeah, that's. I usually don't join in that stuff, but it was pretty funny. So I think Kansas City has a decent chance of getting the World Cup, but you never know, man. It's, I think, like I said, the, the biggest thing is the mass transit. All the facilities are good. Uh, I don't worry about the sellout. Yes, they want the sellout to make the big committee guy look, oh, wow. But in reality, you don't need, you don't need local fans to sell out national or uh, World Cup games. Right. People will travel to the, you know, if, uh, I don't know, if, El Salvador and Botswana are playing a game here in Kansas City. I will go see it. 
Yeah. (laughs) It's a World Cup game. Now, my money will be spent elsewhere if I, you know, for tickets if possible, but Mm -hmm. I'd still go see that. So, Thad or Dave or whoever, what do you think out of Denver, Kansas City, Nashville, Cincinnati? How many of those cities are getting games? Well, so I think 17 teams, 17 cities are vying for 11 spots across the country. Um, Kansas City, so Arrowhead, Mile High, and Trashville all play on grass. Um, I don't know what Cincinnati plays on. I think, you know, real grass versus turf will give, uh, you know, a heads up. It will give, will give an advantage to somebody. It looks, I think Cincinnati well, plays better. on turf. I think, so, I think Cincinnati better. plays on turf. Um, so I don't know. I mean, then we're talking about, you know, are we going to be one of the 11? Um, Denver gets a lot of the national team games. Denver gets a lot of the national team games. Uh, I don't know how the FIFA wants to, if they want to play at elevation or not. Um, I think Nashville's probably got a pretty good chance. Yeah, it does. It honestly gets me all tingly to think about, like even what Thad just said, El Salvador versus Botswana. Like I, it, World Cup games in Kansas City. Oh my God, I would go to every single one I possibly could. I would request a, a credential for every single country match. Like I would live at Arrowhead Stadium while the games were going on. Well, I, I want to add. Go ahead, Dad. No, go ahead. I just want to add that even if Kansas City did not host World Cup games, there's a very, very high chance that I, I would I would bet money on this that they would be hosting national teams here because they would be easy flyout spots and the training facilities uh, and sporting park would actually be a good warm-up venue for teams to play in. So you could get like some pre world cup friendlies, mm-hmm. probably not a lot of those though. Honestly, I don't think they play a ton of them, but there's a chance that they could play some of that stuff still. So I think there's a high chance that we'll have activity here, whether it's the, the full thing or not, it's that's a whole nother story, but. Yeah, I hope that's not, I hope that's not the carrot they throw at us, but I think a lot of the bid has to do with how much they can convince the committee that the adaptations to Arrowhead's field to make it bigger are going to work, how they're going to do that. Um, I think that's not too big of an issue. I mean, it's just money. It's yeah. not like it's uh, – so I'm going to go back like to – I think it was the – wasn't the U.S. in the running for the 2010 World Cup? Mm-hmm. I actually was asked to go with the bid committee at that time and take photographs. So I went, it's basically like, Oh, the big committee guy and somebody from sporting, somebody from the Kansas city big committee, get out, look at stuff. I take a picture of them standing there, looking at it, turn around, look at me, take a picture, stand there. The best thing was the bar, uh, lunch, which was a barbecue, which that was great. Um, You're like the guy that takes pictures of Kim Jong-un, whenever he just goes up, just goes places. They just, he yeah. just looks at things. That was one of my uh, – yes, I'm going to derail for a second. One of my favorite blogs of all time on the, in this world was, was Kim Jong-il looking at things. And it's literally just – because that's all he does. They just – these leaders, they just travel the country and they just look at things. It's so good. I, will, I love it. Yeah, it was – in everywhere they went, they had like a little banner sign up there. The world is in Kansas City or whatever oh, yeah. the phrase was. Mm-hmm. And they'd look at the banner. They'd look at something else. They'd turn around and look at me. I'd take a picture. We'd get on a bus, go to the next place. Um, so, I mean, I, I have – that's where I have a little insight of what they do. So, I'm assuming it'll be something similar. And there's a media event at Power & Light on Thursday. So, that – again, 
a lot of the stuff then they were looking at places they could have uh, like watch parties and fan fests and things like that. And Kansas City is actually really well suited for a lot of that because of parks, the, uh, the the park in front of the museum and across the street from the museum, mm-hmm. Crown Center, um, um, Liberty Memorial, Union was Station, anyone, Power and Light anyone... District, which wasn't there then. Yeah, was anyone at Power and Light for that last World Cup? David, were you in that crowd? I, that's where I was watching that that first game. I, like Power and Light is just as as much as I get annoyed of you know if someone were to ask me on a Friday night if I want to go to if I want to go out to Power and Light and go to Mosaic or something, I would be like, I know, absolutely not. But there is something <laughs> about watch parties there and just that just that insane camaraderie and yeah i do i do very much like power and light for world cup matches i was there for the women's final it's pretty cool Mm. nice so yes uh u.s women's national team versus the republic of korea i'm gonna go ahead and call them south korea because it's a south korean flag that i'm looking at yes (laughs) it is not north korea yeah, yeah, that's. Weird. I know you want weird, it to be another another reference to North Korea. Yes, that's that's a good podcast when Cody gets two North Korea references. And so, yeah, is there Thad? Can you fill me in here? Is this a is this a friendly? Is this a real match? Is this some she believes something rather? I don't know, <laughs> a real tournament? I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it is completely a meaningless friendly that is put together for. U.S. soccer and the U.S. women's national team to make some. Oh my money. God! And it's Carly Lloyd. Is it? Is it we're still on and Carly Lloyd's goodbye tour. Oh my yes. God! How is this woman? <laughs> this is the third of four goodbye games to Carly Lloyd. Oh my gosh! I thought the, I thought the last world the World Cup before the last one was like Carly Lloyd's goodbye. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. In fact, I, I'm I'm planning on being at this one here in Kansas City, and I might go to the one in Minnesota. I got a credential approved. I might go to that one because I kind of want to be there when it's, she's gone. I want. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to be there to wave her off into the sunset. I see. <laughs> Thad or all the big names on the roster. Uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I, I can run down the roster real quick. I have it up over here. Jane Campbell and Adriana French, Adriana Franches plays for Kansas city NWSL who still doesn't have a name. Uh, defenders, Dal Comper, Dal Camper. Man, I don't say that name very well. That's Davidson, <laughs> Fox, Kruger, O'Hara, Sauerbrunn, Sonnet, Mid, Haran, Lavelle, Macario, Mewis. I mean, there's still there's some that are out hurt, like Sam Mewis isn't in here, so but her sister is. Um, Andy Sullivan, Fords, Tobin Heath, Carly Lloyd, woohoo, Alex Morgan. I heard Pugh, all my faves in there. You hit Aquino, Alex Morgan, Smith, Lynn Williams. So that's it. It's not even. Right. It's not a huge roster. When's Rapino leaving? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, you don't. Like, you don't like Pino. <laughs> I like. I like uh, players who put their teams first. Ah, okay. That's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. Any final thoughts here, gentlemen? Nice long, healthy podcast this evening. Yes. <laughs> David, uh, you're, you're I, a great I, addition. I, what do you got for uh, us? I pre- I appreciate that. Well, I, I hate to end on a bad note, um, but we won't be watching Botswana play in Kansas City. They were eliminated back in June of 2019, July of 2019, uh, by Malawi, who has subsequently been eliminated. That was my uh, next in question. In Group D 
um, <laughs> of the CAF. Uh, but El Salvador were, still has a hope, damn it. Right. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. They could rebound for the 2026 World Cup. You're just talking about that's true. Oh, yeah. That's that true. true. You're so you're, right. you're, you're, you, no, 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 no. I am fact checking the fact checker here. <laughs> no, I don't think they will qualify because they're Botswana. Okay. But they are not eliminated from the 2026 World Cup unless they have been found guilty of some form of cheating that even FIFA can't sanction. <laughs> I was so excited that I was going to have an answer about whether or not Botswana could do something, and, no, I, and, the, and I was I, wrong. I love it. The enthusiasm alone, the the addition of your stats support this pod has been wonderful. So Accurate, really, partial have, information. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But see, that's what we're trying to change. Maybe I'll have, we'll have you back next week, and we can finally get away from the the partial information part. You'll we'll have you back. You can help. You can support us next week in that regard as well. No, I'll it, be and even though you may not have been correct in that, your stats earlier uh, complimented and made things more accurate, more yes. informational. And even though you may have been slightly wrong on Botswana, somebody <laughs> here knew so that it was still a correct and factual pod. Listen <laughs> to this guy; he's got to he's got to get his last shot in there. Thankfully, someone hey. knew. Freaking this bad. Is- it's okay. Let's. I love the enthusiasm. I'm rewarding the enthusiasm. <laughs> This is a pro-zebra podcast. The Botswana <laughs> Zebras were a pro-zebra pod. <laughs> oh, man. is that the, That's their team nickname? I love it. Watch. We'll actually get a real match between El Salvador and Botswana in the 20th <laughs> yeah. Now, a really good fact checker would know if Botswana has ever played El Salvador in a meaningful competition or even a friendly. <laughs> He's challenging him now as we're trying to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> I'll leave a note. I'll leave a note on the thread for the pod. Um, There you go. (laughs) No, no. I think we should just leave that open and see if anybody finds that information out. Yeah.